Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about proprioception. Oh, that's a big word. It's one of my favorite words and it's what we do and whether or not we are adjusting or doing fascial work or acupuncture or taping or vibration therapy light therapy, the end result of pretty much every interaction we have with a horse, a dog, a duck, you know, whatever, is to improve proprioception and therefore improve function. So what is proprioception? Let's, my group, the example that I've probably used my whole career, take your arm, Take your hand, put it behind your back, spin your thumb around, leave it pointing in one direction. You know which way it's pointing, don't you? How do you know that? You're not looking at it, but how do you know which way it's pointing? Because in every joint in your body, there are nerves that relay back position and space. That is proprioception. And you have two joints in your body that have the highest proprioceptive nerve beds in the whole body. The first one, is your jaw, the TMJ. The TMJ has the highest amount of proprioceptive nerve bed in the whole body. Why? Because it has to do with the control of your ability to chew, your ability to walk, your ability to keep your head upright. And the second highest one, sacroiliac. So when you've got an animal that's tripping or doesn't know where their feet are, it's usually either sacroiliac or TMJ. That's how important proprioception is. And, you know, by definition, Dave pretty much nailed it, but it's always interesting to look at the dictionary and, and read some of the words. And it's the sense, sense being the highlighted word number one, of self-movement, force, and body position. Because it's also how you know when to touch lightly and when to push that how you perceive how much energy is required for a step forward or a grasp of a handle all of that requires proprioception which it also tells you instead of saying where you are in space when my sacroiliac is not functioning correctly i will trip up the stairs even more often than down the stairs and it's a key it's a it's a, an immediate alarm system like wow my si is not communicating with my brain very well i better do something proprioception is mediated by proprioceptors which are the mechanic mechanosensory receptors in the joints, but it also there are mechanoreceptors in the hair follicles. So that also tells the body what's going on. There are thermoreceptors that tells the body what it needs to do to stay warm and stay healthy. And you're able to detect joint position, movement, and load. The structure of the organs that perceive these is based on their activity. So often you'll have more area in the brain towards the hands in a human, whereas it may be towards the mouth, the snout in a dog, 
and you know, there's a reason horses have ears the size they do, nostrils the size they do, so they can know where they are in space and get away from predators. So how would you know if you had a proprioceptive problem? I'd fall up the stairs. You fall up the <laughs> stairs? Or, or do you ever go around the corner and your shoulder hits the edge of the doorway or hits the edge of the corner of the wall? Why is that? Because you don't have the right proprioception. And proprioception, it's a wonderful thing because you, you out there who ride horses, your proprioception expands all the way out to the horse. Yeah, so it, it actually, your brain maps the horse as part of your physical existence. That space within 18 inches of your body is actually brain mapped as, you know, think back to Dirty Dancing. This is my space, this is your space. That space actually has receptors within your body that let you know how far something is away. For you agility people out there, your dog's ability to proprioceptive and to know where they are in space is the difference in the weave poles. It's a difference in the A-frame in hitting just the right spot and getting through it with maximum efficiency because proprioception and efficiency are seriously linked. Yeah, and clearing the jumps at just the right height. Not too high, not too low, but clearing those jumps at just a, close enough to the jump that you don't knock it down because it's the fastest route. Exactly. It's efficiency. It's absolutely when, when, when you um, hit the jump too low, that's the end of the jump. When you go too high, you waste time. So that awareness, which, which is all interpreted within the brain. So how do we as chiropractors affect that? Well, first and foremost, we adjust. And by there's so many proprioceptive receptors in the joints themselves that as you mobilize a joint, you increase the representation in the brain of that area of the body. Any one of you have ever heard us say pinky thumb, you know what we mean. Yeah. So when you, when you decrease movability, you decrease proprioception. So as the joint becomes fixated, fixated or stuck then you lose proprioception to some degree at that area. So as you develop multiple areas, you start to lose more and more proprioception. Then you start to have more issues. You start tripping over things, walking into things. You would, you would consider yourself clumsy. You're not clumsy. It's a lack of input. Exactly. And you can only build and strengthen what you know exists, you being whatever creature you happen to be talking about. So if you have a horse that's weak in the hind end, increasing that awareness of the hind end tells the brain, hey, there's something back there. Let's get nutrients to it. Let's um, give it the input to create the proper output. So it's really essential for any building to increase the awareness. Massage is phenomenal for increasing proprioceptive awareness. It may be the only reason that I feel stretching is appropriate because most stretching is worthless in terms of the, what people think they're trying to accomplish, but it's extremely effective in helping body centrition and helping the brain know where the body is in space and waking up the 
map in the brain so that it can start to use that body part correctly. And it, proprioception has become so important, especially in major league sports. I mean, baseball players uh, have bite plates that hold their TMJ in a very specific position, which makes them a better hitter. That's how important proprioception is. That's how important the TMJ is. Uh, proprioception is really big from the feet. And when you have lack of motion in your feet, which really is one of the problems I have with those really hard insoles, because if you have super hard insoles that don't flex, okay, your foot is made to flex. It flexes for a reason. It increases the proprioception. It allows your body to understand where you are in space and how movement affects you. So when you take these really hard orthotics that don't move, remember you have 24 bones in your foot. They're flexible. They should move. When you put a hard orthotic underneath them, they stop moving. Hard orthotics are great if you have an arthritic foot. If you don't have an arthritic foot or a broken foot, you need motion through that foot to increase better proprioception. That's why we do orthotics for riders because it increases their proprioception from their feet, which becomes really important when you're riding that horse at big jumps. The other thing, if you really want to see how well the TMJ um, affects the rest of the body and its position in space, video your dog running then have it run with a toy in its mouth. The weaving that it will do when it's carrying something, the difference in how it engages its hind end is really dramatic. So equine people think bits and poor fitting bits and how just the position of the bit and how it makes the jaw set might have everything to do with the hind end not functioning ideally. So as you know, everything causes everything, everything affects everything, and all we can do is continue to search for what can we make better? How can we improve accurate proprioception so that, you know, that feeling when you, if your foot has fallen asleep and you go to walk, how well do you walk when your brain is not interpreting that that foot is there? So what are the things that we can do for our horses, for our dogs, and ourselves to improve proprioception? And one of the times we went to, we were asked to come to a barn because a horse they thought was a little bit off. And we said, can we watch the horse go? And they took the horse and they cranked its nose all the way down to its chest. And then they had it going around in a tight circle. Yeah, it looked really lame. We went and loosened up that band holding its nose to its chest, the martingale, and guess what? It didn't look lame anymore because we changed its proprioceptive ability by taking the pole and stopping motion in the pole. So you stop motion in the pole, another area of big proprioceptive uh, nerve bed, and that shuts it down, and all of a sudden, the horse isn't going as well as it should. So you have to think about what you're doing. If you create lack of motion in an area, you're going to create lack of proprioceptive input. So hence, doing diverse motions with your dog, with your horse, and with yourselves 
improves the brain map for everything that's going on in your body. You know, making sure that you are not favoring doing things one-sided. And, you know, as for any of you who have taken a, a thoroughbred off the track and then made it into a hunter, when you start to go the opposite direction from what they're used to, how long does it take to create a, you know, an accurate map so that they move the same left and right? You, the, for lately, if you've been watching me, I've been back to hula hooping so that we can create that sacroiliac awareness, improve motion in joints that are not uh, the same left and right. So if you have more motion in one joint, you're going to have more representation in the brain of that joint. So there's an enormous amount of exercises you can do and you know, uh, cavalettis for horses and dogs are phenomenal. Cycling for humans, treadmills for humans, hula hoops for humans, stretching bands and bands for horses and dogs as well so that they engage their body differently. And so there's just so many people out there who can assist you with improving proprioception, even though you don't have to notice the lack of it in order to improve it. There are conditioning exercises that can be done for your horse, awareness exercises, going outside your normal venue of performance and doing something completely different may result in a tremendous improvement in doing what you actually want and focus on cross training yep and for the equine world out there remember that that frog on the bottom of that horse's foot that's a highly proprioceptive organ it needs to feel the ground and we go to a lot where we go to a lot where the farriers have turned them into coffee cans where you pull up pick up the foot and the frog is two inches from the ground that creates navicular issues we did a did a a workshop with uh, a gentleman from University of Michigan. He's head of the equine pathology department. And his big thing was studying the navicular degeneration. And he found that that was one of the most common things that affected the circulation around the navicular was when the frog was cut way out. And farriers have been doing that for 200 years. It's called the self-cleaning foot. But it has created issues with proprioception in the equine world. And the same thing with dogs. And, and sort of the, uh, to state the obvious, if the dog's nails are too long, their foot pads can't hit the ground correctly, it will increase the lameness, it'll decrease proprioception, and it's painful. So highly recommend that you start to become more aware because proprioception is awareness and chiropractic number one usefulness is improving proprioception. Because it restores motion. Because it restores motion. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.